Hey folks, thanks for joining us. I just wanted to let you know there is a content warning in this episode for a whole bunch of things. Uh, Some things that are very horror movie things, but including uh, child death, including sexual assault, including a lot of sort of horror tropes and religious iconography. So just heads up, content warning for that stuff. Thanks so much. Welcome to You Love to See It, the podcast where we watch TV shows and movies and tell you all about them. I'm your host, LB Hunk Tears, and I am joined, as usual, by my friends and cohorts, Merrick Kay and Danielle Riendo. Hello. Hi. Hi. I feel like a moth flying closer and closer to the flame. (laughs) Yeah? Are you sure you're the moth and not the flame? Whoa. Wow. How are you doing, Danielle? <laughs> I'm doing, I'm actually doing great. I'm very sad because Merritt and I tried to watch this movie together last night oh and I was God, very yeah. sad. I was okay, yeah. Genuinely we need to sad. Talk about this. Yeah. Because this is important. This is one of the important issues of our time. It um, is. <laughs> Danielle and I started a movie night like years ago, like three, yeah. two or three years ago, which is what got me into film into Aww. cinema yeah that's so um, cute that's beautiful yeah, yeah i was never really i don't know if i've told this backstory before but like i don't know like you know I, I was i watched movies and stuff but i wasn't like into movies um and we started watching a bunch also i was really scared of horror movies i was a real baby yeah. and that's they're like my favorite genre of movies now because i'm a sicko um <laughs> so you can thank danielle for that Aww. but uh, when COVID started, we started watching movies online and uh, Discord has a thing where you can screen share. So I would like rent the movie on YouTube and pay the $4 or whatever. And, uh, you know, we would, I would screen share it and I um, have Discord Nitro. So it's like all like high quality and stuff. Technically illegal, maybe, but, <laughs> um, you know, it's fine. But we found finally, finally, finally found a movie that didn't work with that. Um, yeah. And it was The Omen 3, The Final Conflict. Sorry, just <laughs> Omen 3, The Final Conflict, not The Omen 3. Um, yeah, it didn't. It did that thing where it just has like, you know, when you try to take a screen cap sometimes of YouTube, it'll be like black screen or like black white down. screen. It was blanked out. And we've been Did watching movies like this browser? for a year. I didn't try a different browser, but we tried a different um, a different site as well, and it was also oh. blanked out. Omen so, three, they don't like. Please, Sam okay. Neil is just like they can't know, <laughs> they can't see this film. <laughs> <laughs> they want to see it, they'll have to pay four <laughs> American dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Fuel the Thorn Corp through the next yeah, humanitarian aid directly into Thorn's pockets. <laughs> so, as you may be guessing from this conversation, wouldn't it be wild if we started this and then and like had this whole conversation about <laughs> Omen Three and then we watched a different movie? No, we watched. Right. Uh, we're wrapping up 
Is this our, is this the, this isn't the last this one. This is our, our, the end of our Neil retrospective. This is the end of our Sam Neil retrospective. I mean, it's so not, the, we're going to do more in the future, but for now, I think we're doing something different next week. Yeah. This yes, is the are. end of you love to Sam it part one. Mm-hmm. Let's put it. How, wait, how many Club. did we do? Cause last week we did. We did three. We, we this did three. will be the we third. Okay. Rather. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Neil Automata, Paul says in the chat. Neil Automata. I would have played. Okay, if Sam Neil was the main character of that game, I would have played it. I'm just saying. So Uh, I did play it. I love that game. And then if Sam Neil had been in it, like just add another, just add another route, just add another story. Well, like, yeah, I've done all the endings. I gave up my save. I'll play the whole thing again if I can get a final route with Sam Neil. The final Sam. Yeah. The final scene. The final scene. Okay, well. Just like the final pan. <laughs> the final Sam three. into the I, sunset. How do I say Omen? I can't just say Omen 3. You I have to. say the you Omen just did. It's not the it's Omen hard. 3, though. It's, it's Omen, Omen 3. 3. It's just Omen 3. You will witness the ultimate challenge to the future of mankind. Damien Thorne is 32. Attractive. Brilliant charismatic to the modern world he brings a purpose a vision a destiny he's one step away from the most important position on earth disciples of the watch i stand before you in the name of the one who is cast out from heaven but is alive in me heed the warning prepare for the final conflict the concluding chapter of the omen trilogy Omen 3, The Final Conflict. Also re- released as simply The Final Conflict, probably because people like to say the before a thing. Yeah, that's we, we love articles in language. It's true. <laughs> we love it. At least we in love, English. We love At to die. the Infertile Crescent, as you said earlier. <laughs> well, it's 1981 American British natural horror film directed by Graham Baker. It's the third installment in The Omen series. It stars Sam Neill, Lisa Harrow, and Rossano Brazzi. Yeah. <laughs> the film tells the progression of the now adult Damien Thorne to a position of earthly power, setting us the countdown to the second coming and attempts of a group of priests to kill the Antichrist. Richard Donner, director of the first Omen film, returns as executive producer. The film was released in theaters on March 20th, 1981. So you all did a different, uh, my favorite Sam Neill movie uh, from 1981, Antichrist, or not Antichrist, what am I saying? Possession. Possession. Uh, I, it's because I did that tweet about Willem Dafoe's dick a few days ago, and oh. I just like haven't been able to mm-hmm. stop thinking about it. Yeah. Um, Possession, 1981, you did a You Love to Scream It About. Same year as this. Very fun to think about. Sam Neill doing both those both these movies in Wait, the same year. that was year. the same year? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wait, LB, also, were you not on that? No. Who was on that? Was it I was on that? you two and Colin, I guess? I was on it. Was John on it? I was on it. Colin was on it. Someone else. It might have been you, Merritt. It might have been you. I was on it, I think. I mean, I have seen that movie. But we've all, we all saw different versions of it, which is also, and oh. again, <laughs> again, ca- canonically, I have decided, because I'm the editor-in-chief, that we can do a movie again if we decide we need to. So Great. It's always in the- I mean, if we run out of movies, you know? <laughs> if we get to we the end of every all movie. movies. <laughs> then we can repeat movies. It's fine. <laughs> Possession again. We'll just do possession Great. again because there's no other good movie. <laughs> <laughs> LB, when uh, is your birthday? 
July, but I have a different plan for July. Okay, okay, okay. I was gonna say like I'm gonna make if, you watch Lair of the White Worm. If you need to do a Sam Neil for your birthday, oh God, that yes. could be a saying because I did it. Now we're gonna mine. do Lair of the White Worm. Okay, okay, gotcha. It's gonna be great. Uh, no, it's a, yeah. Okay. Um, maybe do a couple of Ken Russells actually. Okay. Now I'm thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean the fact that I like. That you were like, let's do Jurassic Park three, and I was like, what about the Omen three instead? Mm-hmm. I got you to watch this stupid fucking movie. Oh, yeah. I'm so delighted by that. Uh, like, okay, so let's get into this movie. Yeah, this was. What's your like experience levels with the Omen franchise and with the this particular one and with uh, the end time, the Christian end times? Oh my god. Uh, Mary, do you want to go first? Go ahead. Okay, yeah. I have never seen any of the Omen films. So this was my first one. So when it opens up and it's just Sam Neill is Damien Thorne, who is, of course, the Antichrist. uh, And he's just telling his, like, advisor, like, oh, yeah, the president's going to call me and make me the ambassador to Great Britain. Because, as it says in the book, of Hebron, uh, the Book of Hebron. Are you familiar with the Book of Hebron? I, it's I think, such a fucking like. I think they really reached their peak with the Book of Hebron because, and a lot of people don't even read the lyrics, but they should. Um, but I was like, wait, does this guy know that he's the Antichrist, the or is or is Damien just like doing this whole monologue, and then he's going to be like, that's right. I'm the Antichrist, and now I'm going to kill you. No, he knows, and he's still his best friend and uh, uh, his his helper and his like little guy. Um, because I was like, I yeah, it was very funny for to me just being like, uh, I came into this movie with no prior history. So to me, this is a film about a man who is just a guy who is trying to kill a lot of kids, and uh, yet somehow is still kind of the protagonist. <laughs> such a weird movie because the protagonist is in fact the antichrist it's structured around him and like there are other characters but like all the priests who are trying to kill him are just like nothing most of them just die they don't even have names they're just like a costume decision like it's like an accent yeah lisa harrow as kate is like i guess the protagonist but like not no, the really? protagonist of this movie is the Antichrist. The Antichrist himself. is yes, the protagonist of this movie, which is very strange. Um, but yeah, so that I had I had no I sort of I'm, I'm aware that like the Omen series is about a kid who is the Antichrist and they reference earlier films, I think. Yeah. But otherwise I was coming in totally fresh. Yeah. So you'd like but like the, you know, Damien, it's all for you. Like all that stuff. Like that's not a. No, that, I don't know what that is. References. Okay. <sighs> I came in with absolutely no knowledge of The Omen. I've never seen any of those movies, but I know a lot about Christian end times shit because I, you all know my tragic backstory as a Catholic school child who had to take religion class for 14 years. So, okay. I know a lot of the like stuff in the last book of the Bible. I've read most of it at the, like, no, I'm not saying at this point, like by the time I was, you know, 17, but this was a wild depiction of that stuff, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Uh, I had seen the first Omen. I haven't seen the second one. Um, and again, like, I think I, by the time I saw the first Omen, I was, like, all the, like, classic Omen 
it's like it's such a fixture in pop culture mm-hmm. in so many ways. Yeah, like creepy kid, like, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm creepy kid, like you know, weird devoted followers. Um, where I like had seen it referenced that. Yeah, I was like, okay, I've basically seen this movie somehow, just referenced through other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Omen three. When did I? I think uh, Mar- our mutual friend Winter uh, recommended it to me. Okay. Uh, based on the uh, various monologues Sam Neill delivers to his life-size statue of Jesus oh! that he keeps in a special oh, yeah. room in his house. Yeah, for someone who hates uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, he certainly has a much bigger statue of it in his home than many people I know who I don't, uh, I don't think have warmer him. feelings towards him, I would say. I mean, it's very, it's not like, you know... Um, the like Hark of Vagrant nemesis shit mm-hmm. of like, I keep a special painting of my special nemesis and I kiss it every night before bed and we I do deliver a monologue to it. It's so absurd. I think he and, does like, more than kiss it before bed. Yeah, he does. Like, He's like, I mean, why it's yeah, yeah. The, the blocking of the, I mean, we can get into that. Um, as I've discussed pretty openly, I am not a Christian. I was not raised in that faith, that is not my cultural background. However, <laughs> I know way more than most Jews mm-hmm. do about the Christian <laughs> end times uh, because I love Christian camp. It's one of my favorite genres. Oh, um, oh! I thought so, you meant like going to like a Christian camp. No, I hated going to Christian camp. I went Did you to, go to a, a Girl Christian Scout camp? camp once. I went to a Girl oh, Scout yeah. camp once in Orange County, California. Oh my god! Uh, where me and Hannah Rosenthal. Just kind of sat uncomfortably uh, while everyone prayed for like two hours. Wow. It sucked. That sounds like, yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I am from L.A., but I did live in Orange County for like the first nine years or so of my life. And my school shared space with an evangelical school mm-hmm. um, oh, that was boy. like that had a giant like a much bigger statue, like a larger than life statue of Jesus Christ uh, carrying the cross. But he was uh, fucking yoked. Yep. Uh, yep. He yeah. was just a jacked yep. Jesus. So I love it. I love a ripped Christ. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, most so, of them are. And it's it's a lot. I want it's that that Christ on the cross. look. you know, like really like cut. <laughs> you know? Like lean, <laughs> yeah, I feel you know, like Catholic, <laughs> I feel like Catholic depictions are much more like willowy. Um, mm. and like Protestant, especially evangelical Protestant depictions are like, he's just fucking like, he, Jesus is on the fucking juice. Jesus is on the gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, uh, like I've seen a few, what, what's that? Uh, Thief in the Night is my favorite uh, end times movie series. Um, I like, like, I know, like, I have favorite versions of, like, different 70s evangelical songs about the end times. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, Larry Norman, I Wish We'd All Been Ready, is a a great song, objectively. (laughs) Um, Larry Norman is, like, a really good Christian singer. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) have like this is my secret weird enthusiasm i I watched a lot of uh tbn as a kid um yeah what's wait a lot of what trinity broadcasting network what is that oh it's a um evangelical channel it's like televangelists 
uh, like Tammy Faye Baker and stuff. She was on oh. there. The, uh, the Crystal Cathedral, all that stuff, I think, was on Trinity Broadcasting Network. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Can I ask? Tammy Faye Baker, wait, yes. she's the, that she became like a weird, like, kind of advocate for for gay people. Is that a thing? Did she or did gay people just love her because she wore a lot of makeup? Oh, that that's be, possible. Yeah. yeah. It, it might be that. I just have to ask LB. So this stuff... Like, I have a very strong aversion to all of these things, but it's because of, you know, reasons. But I I am genuinely fascinated by people who are smart, cool people with good politics who are interested in this stuff. And I just, could you, could you like, just give I mean, me I like. I can tell you it's a bummer. It's a, the, 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 the origin story is it kind of a bummer. Uh, but I will tell it to you if you all right. want. All right. I am just so curious. I'm sorry. I'm so curious. Uh, I was uninvited from a birthday party in third grade. <gasps> Uh, because of blood libel, what? which is oh the medieval what? myth that Jews eat the blood of Christian babies. <gasps> and uh, the girl who did this, Jessica. Uh, <laughs> Jessica. She was Jessica. Jessica. Uh, hope, God, Jessica, I hope you figured your shit out. Because Jessica also like, Jessica was gay. Yeah. Jessica Damn. was yeah. really gay. Um, that tracks. Yeah. But she was uh, she was evangelical. She watched a lot of evangelical TV. That's how I like first saw it. Um, and I guess I just like got really into watching it as like a co- not like a coping mechanism, but like as a I don't understand why this happened. Yeah. <laughs> this is like really hurtful. Yeah. And like oh okay, this is this because this person's really stupid and believes this dumb thing and watches these dumb shows that I'm gonna watch and laugh at. And oh my god! But then I watch. I'm like, there's something really kind of there's like a really interesting camp aesthetic about this sure. that I got into. That's that's a, thank you so <laughs> but yeah, much. That's, for that's my origin story. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. And also, like, that's why I have I have a lot of weird aversions to like certain Christian stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I also like seek it out like a wild maniac sometimes. Totally. Um, which is why I've seen all these like weird seventies movies, God, which amazing. I'm sure, which and like I'd be on YouTube and I'd be watching these and laughing, and I'd read the comments and be, people would be like, "I watched, I was forced to watch this as a ten year old, and it terrified me." Yeah. And I'm like yucking it up. I'm like, "Oh no, this is this is genuinely <laughs> traumatic for many, many people." Yeah. Um, which like I do want to. It's you know it's a mess. Religion's a mess, especially like you know, twentieth century American religion shit is a mess. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's like something where that mess coincides with pop culture and where that mess, co- like where it intersects with pop culture, where it intersects with genre, um, where it intersects with horror, particularly like I find so interesting. Mm. And like, and the Omen 3 is such like a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, so like spoiler alert, the end of this movie, Jesus just shows up. Yep. And oh, it yeah. turns it like so for the whole thing, it's just Samuel being sexy, Samuel being sexy, Samuel killing kids. Uh, and then Jesus shows up and there's a bunch of Bible quotes on the screen. And that's the like, end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, which is I have so to talk weird. about this moment. Like, I know okay. it's OK. You know what? This one, like, it barely matters if you do go in order with this movie. So it's kind of like stru- the structure is bizarre. So, yeah. Yeah. It, the structure and pacing are really all over the place for this movie. Um, but I think it's like a singular vehicle for this performance. And therefore, it is like just incredible and should be watched by anyone who is, I guess, not like a deeply conservative Christian. I don't know. Whatever. Um, 
But yeah, the ending had extreme, extreme Christian bookstore energy to me. Mm, and yeah. after like seeing a very sensual scene with a with a Jesus statue that involved blood and massage and like whispering in an ear and so on and so forth, which is a scene in this movie, um, I was like, what? You're ending with Christian bookstore? I thought yeah. you liked Damien movie. I thought you thought Damien was very sexy and good movie uh so i was i was very confused at the end even though i really enjoyed the ride it was like we were on a great roller coaster an amazing roller coaster and it just sort of ends in a weird place as if the you know as if the gift shop that you're getting off into after the roller coaster was a christian bookstore um and <laughs> yeah that me. that's exactly it really is like that it's <laughs> like you went through the hell house yeah. and but the hell house was just sexy and awesome and yeah, okay, there was some child murder. And I'm not going to say child murder is cool. And I'm not going to say, right, like, right, you know, yeah. like he does a lot of bad stuff, but he's so charming. I, it's like, are you Cute. supposed to like him? Because he's very, very charismatic. Uh, and also no one else is charismatic. <laughs> nobody else exists in this movie. Like there's a priest cult <laughs> of of like assassin priests and all of them are very bad at their jobs mm-hmm. hey it's a me i'm gonna kill the antichrist right. everyone talks like that taxes. i'm not gonna kill right. the antichrist <laughs> <laughs> like i'm like i'm watching the um, like the priest scenes they're all praying out loud and they all have slightly different all super fake accents mm-hmm. yes one guy sounds like bella lugosi <laughs> and another guy sounds like mario and it's just like this is absurd and they all have these daggers that so the opening scene is like a guy in chicago going through rubble and like there's a just a random jesus dagger in yep. the rubble and i guess okay so this was all i think that's this is tying into the omen too which i haven't seen okay because they do refer back to the daggers that like Damien collected all the daggers and then put them in the Thorn Museum and then the Thorn Museum was destroyed. So mm. the structure of this movie is a lot of like, we're just kind of following Sam Neill around as he ascends to power. Uh, and so, yeah, he really has this like record scratch exposition moment that Merritt alluded to, or not alluded to, Merritt talked about very yeah. openly earlier, where like he's telling his little guy, um, what's his little guy's name? His little guy Arnold. No, um, it's <laughs> <laughs> Arnold. Barnold. Uh, Harvey. Barnold is a really good name for a little guy. Yeah. His name's Harvey. It's uh Don Gordon. Okay. Is the actor. So he's got this like little assistant guy who he's just kind of saying like, yeah, I'm the Antichrist. And if you'd read the book of Hebron, you'd know that uh, the Antichrist needs to rule over the Angel Isle. Which is England? Apparently. So basically, it's I don't know. Which is also in Sonic. Apparently, you're telling me. Right. I think it's. I don't. Okay. I was trying to find if there's anything else that references England as Angel Island, and I can't find anything. Okay. But it's possible that Sonic Three Angel Island is a reference to England. Maybe. I like to think. That this is definitely like an extended Sonic universe movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I do like that. I think that's very good for this movie. Yeah, I'm into that. Okay, so Sonic and the Omen share a universe. Mm -hmm. It explains a few things, you know? Yeah. It does. Um, So yeah, we have these like exposition segments where he's just kind of telling you about stuff or a priest is telling you about stuff. 
Or a movie and, uh, that he's going to use as an ad is telling you about stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he, he like, literally has, this... has a, a, a scene at the very beginning, which is both establishing a lot of things about a character and also like an in-universe metatextual like examination of too much exposition. Like he he's like, oh, it's too much third grade, you know, lesson about blah, blah, blah. Um, which I have to say, one of the things I like the most about this movie, other than just Sam Neill's performance, is the fact that uh, the Antichrist is like a nonprofit leader. Like that he's like, oh, he's seen as being like a very, oh, he's so kind. He gives so much. His, his aid workers are there. Like as somebody who started her career in the nonprofit world, I once had an executive director who told me like, Danielle, what we do is alternative therapy for rich people. It's to let them feel less guilty about the world that they're in. So I really appreciated <laughs> that, like, this is a piece of this movie. Like, you know, the sort of corporate um, beneficence bullshit is, like, seen for what it is a little bit, uh, even yeah. though it blinds most people in the movie. <clears throat> well, I mean, there's also stuff where he's, like, negotiating with the United States president about getting mm-hmm. the, uh, about, you know, because he wants to get this, uh, ambassadorship because i mean the first there's a lot of grizzly deaths in this movie and the first grizzly death is the <laughs> yeah. uh satanically organized suicide of the uh sitting um ambassador to the uk which is done via like a weird um like rube goldberg Shot, machine hooked up to the door yeah like uh the guy instead of just shooting himself just like rigs up a whole like pull like a home alone thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's not mince words. It is a home alone thing for killing yourself and like uh yeah, he like opens up like a typewriter and unspools like the the thing, the ribbon, and uses it to like tie the trigger to the door and then calls a press conference so that when everyone comes in the gun goes off and shoots him in the head. I don't know why he, that was necessary. <laughs> Um, like why, if, if Damien can make people do stuff like that, wouldn't he just make him shoot him in the head? Like, right. But he uh, likes, he has a flair for the dramatic. I suppose he does. Yeah. He makes everybody do wild shit. It's not just like, oh, somebody just died. It's like, no, the weirdest shit has to happen. I mean, this is a guy who does keep a room in his house that is empty aside from a life-size statue of Jesus on the cross, but facing backwards so he can kind of sneak up behind it and whisper into his ear yeah. and like yep. rub up against it or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dramatic dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's that. So yeah, so he's like, there's a thing where I, I guess, what was I even, where was I going with that? Oh, that like the president's super corrupt. Oh, and yeah. they're just like very open about like, yeah, everyone's a dickhead and who's in power. Um, which is, I don't know, like, the politics of this movie are bizarre and completely incomprehensible. Just kind of, like, the same way the, like, the religion stuff in this movie is bizarre and completely incomprehensible. I have no idea what point of view this movie has about anything. Right. Yeah. It is confused. It is a confusing, um, melange. <laughs> it is a confusing mix, a blend, if you will, of many, many, many elements and some of them are really, really fun and awesome and charismatic and sexy. And some of them are Christian bookstore. And some of them are like truly grisly effects. Like you said, there are some really interesting and really good, actually, uh, like horror effects in this that, movie that I think are actually the, very, very, very um, 
well, effective. I, I always feel yeah. weird saying special effects are effective because it makes me sound like but a, it is like a doofus, but it's true. <laughs> they do what they should do well. So, yeah. So, yeah, so we got Damien. He becomes um, the ambassador. His main condition, though, is he wants to be the leader of the youth council like the the un UN. the un has a youth group Uh he wants to be the boss of it (laughs) yep Uh, does it is that real maybe it might be it might be there are some there are some vibe i feel like this movie is very well divided like into thirds there's like the dc third and then two-thirds of it takes place in england and in the DC third, it has some exorcist vibes a little bit. Mm-hmm. We've kind of got that going on. I also just recently watched with, with Merit uh, Exorcist three, which is a fantastic movie. And there's like little bits and pieces of that. And then we go to England and it's like so English. We like make fun of English broadcasting. We have mm-hmm. English weather. Like the whole thing is like a joke about England. It's weird. It's it's, it's very odd. And then we, we also have a hunting scene. So it's like every the little bit of England. Scene. Yeah. That's a wild fucking scene. Yeah, it is. But okay, sorry. I do want to like try and so usually in the LB hosted episodes, we just kind of skip all over the place because I don't like uh, I don't understand uh, structure. But I'm gonna try. I'm gonna oh, try and follow the structure of yeah. this movie. Um, <clears throat> so we get to the UK. We're at this uh, like gala that he's thrown, where it sounds like okay, it's so we it opens on these like middle-aged British guys drinking wine and, like, eating food, and they're, like, uh, they, like, they're eating soy food because Thorn Industries makes soy food? Yeah. Right, yeah. Which is, like, <laughs> such a funny, like, characteristic of the Antichrist to have. It's like, oh, we make soy products for everyone. Everyone can eat soy. <laughs> everyone can be- He's, like, like, obviously, I don't think soy had the connotation that I did when this film came out that it does now. Yeah. Of being like a cocked no. food, but it is. It, I feel like it did did have the energy of just being like, oh yeah, he's like a vegetarian. It's like alternative to like, you know, it's uh, he's so kind and gentle and good and perfect and and like yeah, yeah. that's what he wants you to think. He's yeah, fucked up. It's all because of his whole humanitarian thing too that he like feeds the hungry. He does all the things that you know Jesus purports to do. Like, well, that's the Antichrist deal. Yeah, that's kind of. Is he supposed to be completely in? Oh, so actually, like, this is something that always bugged me about about this mythology, not the Omni mythology, the like the end times, the Bible. So, well, I don't think it's actually in the Bible. I think it's in like I don't know analysis or something. I don't. I don't really know how it works in Christianity. Um, But so the idea that like the Antichrist is supposed to have like the an identical birth. So he's supposed to have a virgin birth and like be ident- like seem exactly like the second coming in every way. It's like, how are you supposed to fucking tell the difference? Right? Then? Like, is it just the way he looks? Is it just the way he feels about his Jesus statue? Is that the if only If anyone way? asks you to get a mark, like, you should totally get my tattoo or you should totally get this vaccine. Um, <laughs> then they're probably the anti-Christ. Right, but Damien Thorne doesn't want that. Well, he, he does smear to... blood on a kid's face. But that's normal. <laughs> that is normal. Yeah, that's normal. Hey, can that's we talk about normal. Can we talk about all this stuff? So like Yes. Okay, so he becomes the guy. 
He's like, I want to be the guy. And the president's like, well, well, all right. You know, I don't know. I'm just an old comfort <laughs> boy, but uh, I suppose. Because <laughs> basically his whole thing is he's like, um, well, I can prove that it wasn't Israel that blew up this dam that killed tens of thousands of people, even though it like definitely super, super was. It was Marxists <laughs> who did it probably, maybe. Um <laughs> And that's how he leverages his way into this position. And then he goes to London and these priests are like, okay, we got to kill the Antichrist. The only thing that can kill him is stabbing him to death um, with <laughs> this special, particular knife. Yeah. <laughs> and also uh, Christ is being reborn when the Cassiopeia constellation aligns um, to create the second star of Bethlehem. And uh, so we got to kill him. And then Damien's like, oh, shit, Christ is coming back. And every time, every day Christ is alive, my powers weaken. So we have to murder all of the kids who were born on this day. Um, hey, advisor, when was your son born again? And he's like, uh, not that day. Definitely not that day. <laughs> he's like, okay, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> um, and uh, obviously he was lying. Um and so I thought, okay, I was confused here for a minute yeah. because mm-hmm. I thought his, I thought uh, Harvey's kid did die in an accident. Like, because there's that scene where yeah. Harvey's wife is like pushing the carriage and then it gets hit by a car and her groceries fly everywhere. But I guess the baby wasn't in the carriage, like she was holding it or something. Oh yeah. I think the groceries were in the carriage yeah, it was and the just baby groceries. was in the arms. I guess. Yeah. Um, because then later on they're watching TV and like, she sees this report that like, Hey, a whole bunch of babies have died. That's weird. Um, and there's a guy from the government, like, it's not weird. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. it's fine. It's fine. And I, I thought that cause he's Harvey's like, Oh, it's just a coincidence. And I thought that he was saying that like, because their son had died too, but like, no, no his son is still no. alive. <laughs> and, uh, until Damien uses his, powers to make uh harvey's wife think that her baby is a mummy that was a creepy mummy it's a cool like a effect my favorite cool effect. effect in the whole movie because you think oh what's gonna happen is damien's dog is gonna come burst through the window and kill the baby right. no the dog just uses its powers because that dog i don't think actually kills anyone i think that dog mostly just like uses its powers to like influence yeah. people he just possesses people or whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's yeah. got Satan powers. Like, if you thought your kid was a mummy, you would probably try to kill it with an iron, too. Maybe. <laughs> well, yeah. unclear. Um, we'll never know. We'll never, never know. <laughs> we'll, never, we'll never know. Yeah. Mm. There's like a bunch of, of things in this about possession that are not quite clear. Like, it's not quite clear. Uh, if all the people that are his followers, of which a lot are children, uh, if they truly believe in stuff or they're possessed, like they are like, oh, they're being possessed by the Antichrist who's making them do things. Or are they like, yeah, totally. I want to go to hell. That sounds good. Well, part of his argument, which again, like as established, I do find quite compelling, <laughs> is that Christianity is really lame. <laughs> Yeah, that is mm. like, <laughs> yeah. like if he wins, everything will be awesome. Yeah, but like, if Jesus wins, everything will suck. It's kind of like unclear. Like he's got a bit of a Hellraiser thing going on. Of like, yeah. 
of like, oh, I will teach you the exquisite raptures of agony or something. Um, it's like very confusing, like what his deal is, because he's like basically like Jesus is boring and dumb and I hate him. Good and is he stupid. can't he can't get hard. Evil will always triumph over good. God, good God is, is dumb. God is impotent. God is impotent. Satan's got a big dick. Yeah, yeah because Jesus wasn't born from doing it you know <gasps> that's, that's true point that's why that's why he says that i think um yeah but, but he brings it up a lot he does it comes up a lot and he's like okay so i do want to point out like so okay so like a big part of the plot is um i guess the only like good guy we have in this movie is kate reynolds a bbc journalist who uh meets damien at the gala and wants to interview him she's actually a single mom of a uh like a preteen boy i guess he's like supposed to be like 11 or something Mm -hmm. um who's like a big damien thorne fan and damien kind of takes him on as his adoptive son minion person (laughs) once he's he's blooded he's in yeah uh after wiping the blood of some dead priests on this kid's face um and like dating his and starts dating his mom that's his uh that's the vibe he's got so after so like one of the priests uh number one mario priest goes to kate and's like uh your son's bestie aka your maybe boyfriend is the literal antichrist uh, please be careful. She goes to his house and they bone uh, in a kind of a very weird sex scene that yeah. gets like yeah. kind well, of violent. Yeah, they and, bone and then there's like a sexual assault. Yeah. Here's okay, what the yeah. Wikipedia summary says. The next night during sex, Damien sodomizes Reynolds. Which, which uh, yeah. I don't what is so i think that's 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 very confusing word it is implied to me that uh it's um but yo well i understood that so is it like but so okay after that after he i guess in like 1981 it's all that's never something you like like I guess they took the anal out of uh, Hellraiser. Like so, we right. never we don't well we can't understand. Yeah, no, it's what? funny in Hellraiser. It is funny that um, what's his name? You Play know, he's Parker. like I've explored all of the pleasures oh, yeah. this world has to offer, but he never <laughs> tried Frank. butt stuff. Right. He Frank. just skipped straight from PIV to like the puzzle box, which is yeah. wild. You know, <laughs> nothing in between. Yeah, like just subtle, like ramp up. You know. Yeah, buddy. Um, but yeah, I, it, he yeah he he's just like, do you want to know what I know? What I see? Pain, blah blah blah. And then there's kind of an upsetting. Okay. Uh, yeah, this part is pretty upsetting. I hey, must but say. afterwards, yeah. No, go I ahead. I just want to point out that afterwards, like she wakes up and he's not there because he has gotten up after this mm-hmm. to go sleep in his weird Jesus room, yep, on naked floor. on the floor with his nemesis yep. instead of his girlfriend which is fucking weird yep the vibes in this movie the like sexual vibes in this movie are not in not as inscrutable as the political and religious vibes but because like you i you have a little bit more insight into them that makes them even more like baffling and weird to me yeah yeah 
What were they going? Were they going for that? I. They had to have. They had to have. Like there's the number of shots of the number, the amount of time that Sam Neill spends up like behind naked Jesus whispering into his ear, stroking him is just like. What else could they be meaning here? It's a lot. Yeah. Like that stuff is. Good. I mean, those are the best parts of the movie, right? Oh, yeah. When he's just monologuing with the statue of Christ and just going like. Like just kind of like like draping himself over this statue, and there's a blood tear. Yeah, then Christ cries blood. Um, that's like the best part of the movie to me. Oh like yeah, the stuff yeah. about just like the the guys running around trying to stab him. It's like yeah, and then honestly, there's like a lot of stuff in this movie that I feel like doesn't work. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like just doesn't come together. Like at the beginning, the stuff about Israel. And then I thought they were building towards like, Oh, this is obviously some kind of like end times, you know, middle Eastern apocalyptic conflict thing. No, they don't really talk about that anymore after that. Um, they sort well, of, as we all know, the end time stuff all plays out in England. Um, <laughs> right. And it's mostly just some guys trying to stab Damien. Yeah, it's mostly uh, the worst a very incompetent priest. It's just <laughs> some very incompetent priests trying to stab a guy. Uh, and and like, they all die in like comic book video they game They all die ways. comically. Like one of them tries to stab him when he's on the talk show and he ends up <laughs> like burning himself alive in plastic while swinging it's, back and forth yeah. across the camera. And then... <laughs> <laughs> the like there's the part where um he's fox hunting also i know fox hunting is like a very it's like i don't think you should do fox hunting i'm just gonna say it you <laughs> yeah. know what? it's 2021 i'm gonna come up with a bold anti-fox hunting stance <laughs> but those costumes look cool as oh, fuck. Yeah. if i could dress like a fox well, hunter all the time just be like oh it's a beautiful day for it and just like not mean fox hunting great like, not news mean for anything. you Merit. yeah uh, there's there are many enthusiasts uh, of the look of fox hunting uh, that have figured out a way to do the fox hunt with all humans. Um, oh no! And they they run around the woods in various outfits. Um, Is this a sex thing? Yes, it's a sex thing. Oh. It has to be. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. Well. Hey, it's one of the few places where pony play people. Puppy play people and fox people and they're people all who like to dress up the, like they're hunters the shaking can hands all thing. scamper around in the woods together. Well, I wish them the best. I don't think that's for me, but um, <laughs> I just want to dress like that. But uh, that part, they do some like weird elaborate trick to try to like draw him away from the rest of the, the hunt. And um, it's really embarrassing. And these two guys try to kill him. <laughs> One of them, he kills... By scaring the guy's horse, because as we all know, the Antichrist can control animals and scare them. Um, he scares the horse and the horse backs up and throws the guy off the bridge, which uh, that guy said, I think, was one of the most dangerous stunts he had ever done in his life. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is terrifying. That a 100 foot fall from a bridge. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. They actually. The most frightening stunt of his career, yep. he said, in the Guinness Book of World Records 2005. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Victor Armstrong is still with us. He is 74. And, uh, he was also a, uh, a double for, uh, Harrison Ford in the first three Indiana Jones movies. Sorry. Sorry. In the Indiana Jones movies. Um, the only ones that exist. Yes. Okay. 
And uh, then the other guy is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Okay, no, I'm, I am going to stab him, though. I'm going to get him. <laughs> and then he's just like, like, uh, he's, Damon is standing there with all these hounds, and he's just like, take him. And, like, they just all, like, run after the guy, and the guy tries to, like, jump into his car, and they just fucking tear him apart. It's so brutal. And then he takes the, the priest's blood and, like, smears it on the, the kid. Because I guess flooding, that's like a thing. It's like a thing, I guess. like a normal part of hunting. A normal hunting thing is called blooding, where they they wipe the fox blood on your face or something when it's your first one. And Damien's like, the kid's like, oh, oh, Damien, does it count? Does it count? And he's just like, it counts for me. (laughs) And just like wipes blood on this kid's face. And it's like, wow, this is, now he's the devil's child. Okay, I do see this part, though, and go, like, damn, I wish that were me. I mean, yeah, of course you do, because that's like, normal. All I really want is for 1981 Sam Neill to wipe some priest blood on my face. Uh, also, we haven't talked about this yet. His <laughs> hair in this movie is deranged. Oh, like, my his God. Hair is, like, just look up his haircut. If you haven't seen this movie, look up Sam Neill's hair in this, because it's just so doofy and, like... <laughs> Like he, he just looks like such a dweebus. It's a seventies uh, Ken doll haircut. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like it's just plastic in part of his head. <laughs> yep, precisely. I don't understand because uh, he's so yeah. hot. He's so. Attractive. I think it's because he's like hair. A they don't want him to be. He's not like a cool, sexy guy. He's like a yeah. establishment sexy guy, right? Yeah. So he has to have dipshit hair. So. He he's uh, you know takes over his girlfriend's daughter or son. I what movie is this? Um, <laughs> he t- he he like brings his uh, his girlfriend's son into his dark army, and he has a dark army because like you see him talking to them at one point, where he's just like, "If the Christ wins, then everything will the fucking Nazarene. suck. Everything will be boring." <laughs> and I am great, and they're like, "You are great." Um, and, uh, we mentioned, yeah, we talked about how Harvey's wife kills his kid and then kills him. Um, yeah, she realizes she's like when she, after they've slept together, she finds him on the floor in the Christ room (laughs) and like checks under his hair and is like, oh no, that old priest was right. He really is the Antichrist. He has the 666 birthmark. Oh no. Six, six, six. The, the, the digits. It's. I'm sorry. There's something so funny about mm-hmm. like that. It's not like you know the Hebrew letters or no. like even Roman numerals. It's just like no <laughs> or Greek. It's like yep. No. It's just three sixes like in a circle. It's really <laughs> real specific. easy. Impossible to miss. Really. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's under his hair, so like you know. But is he, that why the hair got as a so baby? Dorky? Because it has to cover that completely. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That's going to suck when you go to the hairdresser. It's like, okay, so here's the deal. Um, I have this birthmark. It's like I have the Vin Diesel, like, bump on the back of my head. Uh-huh. I don't you know, know what that but is. Like, um, so, like, my, uh, I have, like, a, so, like, if Vin I was to shave bump? my head. Is that, like, when Vin Diesel comes on your show and. I, I mean, Vin Diesel, please come give us the Vin Diesel bump. Vin Diesel, go on K-Hole. Oh, my God. Vin Diesel, the go dream. on K-Hole. Oh, my God, yes. 
Listen, um, I'm quoted on Vin Diesel's Wikipedia page, so. Oh, because of your thing. Because of that That's thing that so I made. Cool. So we have a connection already. Uh, when I shave the back of my head, I have like a little, like a little flap, like a little, okay. uh, like skin chub thing. Um, mm-hmm. Then if you look at the back of Vin Diesel's head, he has also has like a little, a little thing there. Uh, so, like, if I get a haircut, I have to be like, hey, you know, I don't necessarily want to have this showing. So could you, like, kind of work around it? Like, Damien, he is the same thing. He's like, hey, you know, I have this, like, weird <laughs> birthmark. Don't ask me about it. Don't look too closely at it or anything. Uh, but I do want to make sure my hair does cover it. Yeah. But uh, but she finds it anyway. And then he's like, oh, damn, that old priest is right. Uh, so then they, like, lure him to this old church by saying like, oh, we'll tell you where the Nazarene is. We'll tell you where the reincarnation of Jesus is. Just give me Why back my son. It? Why does he buy it? They were like, come to this old shitty church, this old shit ass church. Uh, this is where the guy is totally. I definitely promise. Um, but he's like, yeah, okay, I buy it. Um, goes with them. And then uh, the priest tries to stab him. But Damien's like, not so fast and uh, gets uh, just throws the the kid in front of the knife so he gets stabbed. And then he's like wandering around like, face me, Nazarene. And it's like, dude, he is not here. Like, what are you talking about? Obviously, he's not here. Uh, So isn't he like a two day old baby? Yeah. It's really I was so confused at this point in the movie. It's I was just so confused. I was like, okay. I At first, I thought it was supposed to be the baby of Harvey. That like, oh, it would be some dramatic irony if it was Harvey's baby. That was the, you know, the Christ Oh, yeah. No, child. that's what I thought at first, too, right? And then it's just a mummy. And then the Nazarene is still there. And it's like, he's supposed to be an infant. Because, you know, Damien grew up from being an infant. So why wouldn't it be the same? Isn't everything supposed to mirror? So I was very confused. And any insight you, you all can give me at this point would be very uh, so I actually I want to refer you to um, just a concept that somebody a really, really interesting scholar uh, posting this to the discord chat. Yeah. Um, interest this just a really interesting thought experiment that I think really applies to this, yeah. uh, which was um, I don't know if you're familiar with Merritt K. Yeah, yes, uh, yes. She sa- asked, what if every time a guy nutted an adult person just came out? <laughs> Um, and I think that's where this Jesus came from. <laughs> oh, wow. We would have so many people in this world. But I mean, it's like, yeah, that, that this was literally that's the first thing is. I thought of because it's like, how did this kid grow up so fast? Right. Which like, OK, so actually like. And I think the Quran, Jesus is still a baby. Jesus is a baby, but he can talk. OK. I mean, look, um, Jesus is magic, okay? So, like, come on. Yeah, but just growing up really fast, like, I think I mentioned this with the uh, in the context of your tweet, Merit, but, like, this did make me think of uh, the end of the Anne Rice book, The Witching Hour, uh-huh. where uh, <laughs> the main character gives birth to her own incubus as a baby, and then he just very rapidly grows mm-hmm. uh, to adulthood before her eyes. Um in a horrific scene. Uh, but yeah, that is what I kind of imagine happened with this Jesus of just being like, okay, I'm here. You, I mean, you rang, you rang Damien. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's called the child. It's how 
TNG started in second season. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. It is. A weird energy. Yeah, it was like supposed to be an original series episode, but they adapted it to the, the next yeah. generation. So it's not quite a one to one, but it's all right, you know. Yeah. All right. So but, Jesus is just there, and yeah. Kate ends up doing the stabby stab. Kate does the stab. So it is. Is Damien? It, Damien's like distracted by Jesus, right? And then so she can jump in and do the stab. I think she I stabs so. him first, or does she stab him then, first, and then Jesus shows up? Like, hey, I'm your new boyfriend now. What's up? Right. I guess. And then it's Christian bookstore. Okay. Seriously, though. One of the scariest endings I've ever seen. On a yeah, seriously. Movie. Like, okay, yeah. So she stabs him. Then he's just, at first it's like, wait, did he actually get stabbed? Is he okay? Right. There's like some some doubt because he's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> He's able to kind of limp around a And then little. he just like kind of limps yeah. forward. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then he's like, you haven't won Nazarene. You've won nothing. And it's like, well, it does <laughs> seem like maybe he did win. Um, and then Christ <laughs> appears. And then- up. I would have actually ended the movie on that first text screen mm-hmm. when it just says, like, what's the the first thing it says? I don't know. Like, there's a couple of, of screens, though, like, because just like it pan, it zooms out and there's like this light coming out of the church and then the just text on the screen, like he will live again or something. And then there's like another scene of like the priest carrying uh, uh, the what's her name's daughter, Kate's daughter or why don't you say Kate's daughter? Uh, I think it's the hair. Kate's son over. And um, oh, right, then there's another right, right. bunch of texts that says like, and there will be no sorrow anymore or whatever. I don't think you need that. Just have like the that one text thing. Two is like, okay, well, this is a little much. Maybe like, uh, maybe somebody, maybe test audiences saw and we're like, this is, I still think Satan's too sexy. I need a second Bible quote. Mm. It's also the quote that the priest in Titanic says. <laughs> As, like, everyone's about to die. And is he's it? like, it really what? is. Yeah, it's the same quote. It's, it's mm. like, a, a famous priest quote. <laughs> I was, like, From shitting. I, not literally. Priest. But, like, I was, I was very upset at the end of this movie. I was truly, like, all right, I thought I was watching this fun movie with this wild shit. And now it's back to, like... Being 14 and being so scared of my religion teacher, I almost cried in class and I had to run away and cry in the bathroom for a little while because she was very scared. Oh my God. I'm sorry. sorry. We're being real honest today, I guess, about religion. Um, But yeah, like this was so Christian bookstore and it made me very, very uncomfortable at the end. Damien, what happened, bud? Where are you? I guess I've been training my whole life to not feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, think that's it's valid. I think it's good that it's uncomfortable. But yeah, no, it's very weird. It's, it's very awkward. It comes very much out of nowhere. Like, it, the priests in this movie are such, like, especially since, like, it's 1981 when this movie comes out. We have seen charismatic, interesting, compelling priest protagonists in, mm-hmm. like, Well, the movies, exorcist, but yeah. In, particularly in horror, particularly in the fucking exorcist. So, like, if we're supposed to be rooting for the side of priests, one can, you would assume they would give us a priest to root for and they don't. (laughs) So it really, so like when it gets Jesus-y, like there's no kind of ramp up. There's no like, it, it really just goes from zero to Jesus. Yeah. Kind of all at once. 
Um, I mean, that's the true feels... horror, right? Like that's the tr- <laughs> mm-hmm. the truly scary, you know. Yeah. The cruelest trick in the box, I guess, you know? Oh, yeah. Like when you think somebody's flirting with you and she's actually just like trying to get you to go to church with her. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whatever happened to you? Oh, my God. Damn. It actually kind of has. I mean, actually, not actually. It wasn't church. It was uh, it was a Chabad girl um, okay. when I was in high school. Mm. But like similar vibes, like yeah. being overly friendly, like getting along like oh okay cool like oh you want to come over that's great oh no you want to make sure i have shabbat candles all right okay thanks (laughs) i do wow wow man um but yeah it's that like the switcheroo the the religious switcheroo damn it i i want to interview everyone who made this movie because i i just want to know what they were going for in like 10 different parts of this (laughs) including that ending I'm seeing like what, what the fuck? Okay, I was like this. I was like this. This writer wrote something called the Lost Boys. I was like, not the Lost Boys. It's a different thing called the Lost Boys. Um, I want to see. So this writer, what else did they? <sighs> this guy did some more Bible stuff. Oh wow! I mean, weird, that makes weird. sense. That checks yeah, out. It does. Right? It does. It does. Weird, weird, it's weird. it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. There's a lot going on here. Obviously, everyone comes to a religious horror movie with different religious feelings and experiences and stuff that it evokes for them, right? Which I find mm-hmm. actually very interesting. It's part of why I think maybe our conversation here has been as entertaining for me as the movie because it is just a a, a thing that evokes very very strong feelings in different ways for different people. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing, though, about this movie that I wonder what drafted the script this was. That's something yeah. I kind of keep coming at mm. um, as I think about it. Like, was this like part of a rewrite or part of it? Because I just get that vibe from it just with some of the uneven characterization uh, and, yeah. and some of the plotting and some of the stuff. Like, I could 100% imagine this with like cooler priests and it being a lot more kind of ambivalent about who you're supposed to be kind of rooting for. Yeah, what if the priests were also cool and sexy? They were also sexy, yeah. Yeah. And they were just like, let me show you the meaning of Christ's love, Damien. And they kiss. Yeah. And they do kiss. Welcome welcome to my Omen 3 fan fiction. (laughs) Welcome to my Omen 3 AU what if scenario. What if the priests were hot? And Damien's like, no, I won't be seduced by your love. And they're just like, it's okay, Damien. Christ loves you. And like, it's like a gay seduction movie, except it's the priests, the, the Christians are trying to seduce uh, Damien. This I is a good a premise. Idea. This is a good yeah, a actually, Let me write the Omen 4, which is just a sort of the Omen 3 again, but just different. Yeah. Can we get Sam Neill again? Can we get That's Sam Neill again? Question. Yeah. Can we de-age him with the Marvel technology? No, not that technology. I hate no, that technology. It's bad. I just fin- I finished watching The Mandalorian it. over the weekend. I hate oh, yeah. that technology. Yeah, no, it's bad. Don't do it. Also, yeah, it's not good. Um, yeah, the Wait, fucking Luke Sims three. Yeah, yeah, Luke's they in the have- Mandalorian. Oh, do you not hear about this? I oh, yeah, they I, have I also a don't Sims. Care in the slightest, so they have a Sims three of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> At the very, very end of The Mandalorian, he just shows up and is like, that's the end. Wait, The Sims 3? 
well, it's like it's so like he just looks like a DH. Oh, 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 I got you. I got yeah. No, I've seen like a DH hologram. I've seen some of the smoother Luke. You know, yeah, it's not like a Luke and like a smoother Luke. Oh, is he lukewarm? Is how you're feeling about it? No, it's like a very, it's like a cold, slimy, smooth Luke. Yeah, gross. I think like yeah, like we're done. I yeah. think we're done. I think yeah, we're basically so. done. I think we this opened. is a weird movie, and it didn't entirely really land for me. But I did enjoy it, and um, Sam Neill is uh, just a national treasure of New Zealand. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, do you know? Do you know what Sam Neill's full name is without looking it up? No. Sam Neill Tyson. No, Sam is not. Uh, <gasps> not his his legal name. Oh my God. I'm looking at it right now. No You're idea. never going to guess it. Daniel. Nigel, John, Dermot, Sam, I like a wrestler, him. Neil. I love him. I love him. Like love Nigel, him. John, Dermot, uh, the animal, Neil. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love him even more. I and the picture of possible. him on Wikipedia is him with a glass of wine and he has just the warmest smile on his face. And, uh, Wait, you just you love to see it. Yeah. Wait, you love, you love to, to see Sam it. it. He <laughs> married Lisa Harrow. They were married. They were for married almost a decade. Wow, good job. And now he's uh, his partner is Laura Tingle. Oh, Tingle and John Dermott. That's lovely. Well, incredible. <laughs> well, thank you. I again, I did not recommend this because I think it's a great. I don't think it's because I think it's a masterpiece, but I do think it's an interesting mess. And yeah. I love talking to both of you about interesting messes. And I had a lot of fun here. And I hope you, audience, also had fun. Um, but yeah, I think we should wrap up and say that this that is all for this week. And then we really do hope that you enjoyed your cinematic journey with us. Uh, be sure to rate and review our podcast. Tell friends, listen to all of our stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. We also have like another URL for podcasts, right? It's like podcastnet.work. Follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok on Fanbyte, and of course on fanbyte.com. You can watch all of our streams, which are very, very, very good on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Uh, This is coming out Thursday, so tomorrow we will have another Merit Souls um, with everyone's favorite person Barfield <laughs> from church I thought you were going to say Merritt and I was like yeah and Merritt I mean Merritt no, the listen, creator Barfield's Barfield. the star yeah I create I'm like Jim Davis now where like everyone loves Barfield but like no one remembers about me you know oh. I always remember Jim Davis oh. <laughs> I always remember Merritt oh, <laughs> oh, sorry good. Uh, thank you so much to Paul Tamayo for producing and offering commentary that we read and sometimes read to you audience but it's always good Um, where can folks find you all Merit you should go first yeah I'm at Merit K on Twitter (laughs) easy I am Danielle R.I. and uh, I am Tears on Twitter oh you should also join our very good discord which is fanbyte.com uh cool and yeah so uh, until next time you love to salmon <laughs>